0: Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pacciuto, and I'm very excited to have Gino Battiston on the line with us today. Gino, how are you doing, my friend? Excellent, John. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to be here in your podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Can you uh, give us a quick introduction to who you are, Gino?
1: Of course, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm Argentinian. I've been like, you know, traveling lots of countries in Latin America. My fathers are from Ecuador. Uh, One of my my father, my mother is actually from Ecuador and my father is Argentinian. So I have a pretty good mixture between many countries around Latin America. I've been traveling lots of countries, you know, documenting and all that. Well, I'm a filmmaker, also a film photographer. Been working on the film making industry for thirty years or so, and and well, that
0: that's my insight right here. <laughs> when did you start? Like, uh, I guess when did you first pick up a camera? Beautiful. That's an ex- <laughs>
1: extraordinary situation because I was eight years old. That's wow. somewhere yeah and somewhere 1989 and we were traveling actually with a painter a famous painter from argentina his name was orlando pardo he we were traveling for an exhibition on ecuador and i was handing that tiny cameras of one 110 millimeters the, the shorter ones and tiny ones with the little negatives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And suddenly when we were traveling, you know, uh, some rainbows came up between, you know, the mountains and I was just clicking and clicking and clicking. And that was a beautiful result. I got in love with this thing of, you know, capturing time and moments. It's, it's, it was a beautiful situation, really.
0: That's amazing. I I mean, so like I I tell the story a lot. I, I came to photography much later in life. Um, but like for someone like you that it's been sort of, uh, ingrained at you from such a young age, I, f- I almost have like this feeling of jealousy, um, that you're able to like find the thing that you love at such a, such a young age. Um, obviously fast forward, uh, you know, 25 plus years, explain to me sort of like the path that your life took. Like you obviously knew at a young age that you loved to take photos and, and f- make films. Um, but what was that process like for you growing up in Argentina and uh and sort of like what made you into the uh photographer and documentarian that you are today
1: beautiful question yeah it was a pretty tough thing to decide you know because in latin america it's pretty hard your parents are always telling you you know you know don't be an artist don't (laughs) get into that you're gonna be poor or whatever you know my guess is everywhere is likely but uh, you know when i was 18 I was reading pretty lots of, of, you know, books around philosophy, Bergson's ones, Gilles Deleuze, Leibniz, things about, you know, the virtual aspect of reality, you know, not just the tangible things, but into metaphysicals in philosophy. So my guess was, okay, art is going to be a path around these two. You undercover or discover what's behind, what we touch, see, and hear. And it was a long path, really, because I had to work a lot, really, on the film industry. From Sunday to Sunday, it was a pretty hard time. But I managed to, to, you know, get along with my artistic needs in parallel. So, yes, it was hard, but it was beautiful. I got into some exhibitions internationally and then that went pretty well. So, I was encouraged to continue, of course. Thanks for that.
0: Hmm. So, I've found that as my career sort of uh, has evolved from a photographer. I just recorded my very first music video for a band this weekend. It seems like sort of a natural progression for a photographer to sort of develop that videography, cinematography uh, aspect of their art. What was that transition like for you in that process of like incorporating a new sort of uh, tool to your arsenal? And do you have a preference, uh, whether it is filmmaking or photography?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, in fact, it, um, yeah, it was like in this search, um, you know, um, I, I came along with drama. I started for five years in, in a team of actors and directors here in Mendoza because we don't have any filmmaking, you know, schools here so i did i do I, I i had to you know um search along with the, the individual aspects of what cinematography means you know so i studied drama for f- five years and something exploded in my mind around the possibilities so i started to lurk to at the you know the old novel bag Um, uh, things and neorealism, things from Italy and Europe in the 60s, 70s. And I got in love with that kind of filmmaking, you know, where you don't have any scripts. You're just experimenting with actors, experimenting with light at the same time. And, you know, the stories aren't there, really. You have to just and try to evoke things from what you are searching and that unexpected aspect of filmmaking is what got me into that really so I didn't you know forgot uh, about photography because I'm pretty in love with film photography and the process and all that because it really trains your intuition. I'm about that. I'm, I'm about trying to feel things more than think things at, on art, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. So filmmaking was that opportunity to, you know, experiment more and, and, you know, try to search what's behind things. And and that's why. But I don't have any preference really between them. It's just I'm stepping forward and trying to do both and both really need them you know it's like uh, photography of course and film it's like for me it's like the same thing because if it photography doesn't move or or whatever doesn't mean anything for me really you can capture many things from a photography even the movement that was there so for me both are like just just one arm
0: and the other it's not yeah, one go. or the
1: other really yeah, yeah they go
0: hand in hand um that's yeah. cool it's you you uh you've struck me as a person who's like immensely comfortable in their art making ability um i for a long time have felt as if i don't belong right like it's very easy to be struck with imposter syndrome and self-doubt exactly. um You've obviously had a, a lengthy career. I'm curious how those types of feelings have, you know, either positively or negatively impacted your ability to uh, to make art.
1: Exactly, great questions you have, John. There, and yeah, it's 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 interesting because many artists, you know, um, where well, there are so many good artists in this crazy world, you can, you know, find lots of things. So it's not about being good or bad really it's about a way of living to myself it's Mm. i think it like well i just decided to to do this mainly because i don't feel very comfortable with the system in fact you know like that kind of um, you know, being a, a, a voluntary slave in this world, working from nine to five, running and, you know, running cars and burning oil and all that thing. And to me, art, it's like a resistance. It's like, you know, I don't want this. I don't want to break this world with my time and be, you know, that obsessive around life and so my guess is that art could be and should be somehow anonymous Mm. it's like it's like an intimate relationship with existence and and that's enough you know of course you have to live and you have to have some money to to go on but i i'm even thinking and i'm i'm pretty off the grid right now so my my life is pretty minimalistic I do have whatever I need to, to live, but I don't have m- too much expectations around having things, looking for things, or having more money, or even be being famous, you know. Um, I, I've been running from being famous a lot. I got <laughs> the chance to, to do it, you know, and talk about myself and put myself on, you know, many exhibitions around the world. And I've done that, but, you know, I'm not that kind of obsessive around social media. I'm just trying to do art yeah. and, and keep it going. That's all.
0: Yeah. I find that very interesting because um, I feel a similar way. Um, like, obviously, I want to earn enough money to survive and live and pay my bills. Um, yeah. But the materialistic aspect of life is not that um, enticing to me as it was, say, in my 20s, right? In my 20s. 95% of what I was doing with my life was based on getting more stuff, right? And I think there was exactly. like a uh, a shift in myself sometime after like my 30th birthday or, you know, my early 30s, uh, I'm 36, where mm-hmm. those things stop mattering, right? It, it, it's not anymore more about getting another thing. It's more about life and its experiences and what it has to teach me. Um, Which Mm -hmm. I have found to be a a really wonderful sort of, you know, unfolding of the way that my life has um, Mm -hmm. sort of gone. Um, When you sort of at 18 decided that you wanted to be an artist and and you spent those five years working in drama, um, did you have the support of your family? You mentioned early on that they, you know, kind of... No,
1: in fact, in fact, the the crazy thing is that my father was an actor and yeah, that's a crazy one because we had a discussion, you know, and why do you, you know, you're so hard on me. You don't want me to be an artist and you were one, you know, you decided to quit, but I don't have to quit, you know, that's your choice, not mine, but whatever,
0: um, uh,
1: sorry, repeat the question. Because, yeah, I, was saying, I was just I, I wondering
0: mean, what type of support you had from your family at the time because they yeah, were trying yeah. to encourage you to not do <laughs> what you ended up until,
1: doing. Until this, they saw an actual theme, film of mine that got into some exhibitions, that went pretty well, you know. Mm-hmm. But you have to... The thing is, this system, it's like pushing you to take decisions before you really realize what you want to do. Ooh, that's crazy yeah. because it, it's that's the problem. And that's, that, that, that's making us um, taking more time to decide, you know, because the pressure doesn't allow you to really inside yourself, get inside yourself and decide and discover what who you are, what do you want to do? So um, I took my time, I took my time from 18 to 20-whatever, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, to you know, any universities that you're telling me. I'm pretty sorry. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to hit up with my camera. I'm going to go out you know, and, and, and search for things, even if, if I'm going to be poor for uh, some years that doesn't matter and that i'm so glad i did it because with time you realize that the the sensibility you have to have to for, for for to make art you know to make good art in fact uh, it's pretty you know uh, sensitive <laughs> so so you have to take care about that you know i i've seen many many artists successful artists that lost that thing you know and even asking me what to do and <laughs> so and that's because they were too aimed into success you mm. know so art is a long path it's a it's a long-term path you, you really have to take your time and you know and and protect yourself and protect yourself from that to 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 still have that spark, you know, have that
0: spark and don't lose that spark. Gina, I think you said something which is so crucially important because there is a, you know, 10-year period from like 18 to 28 of my life where everything I was yeah. doing felt like it was out of my own control, right? It was, I needed mm-hmm. to get this job and go to this college and get this degree and do this and do that and do this and do that. And never mm-hmm. in any of this time was I ever like, given or afforded the opportunity to stop and say, hey, what the fuck am I doing? Am I happy? Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? No, it was like more what society had told me that I needed to do. And it wasn't until losing my job in the pandemic where, you know, the whole world mm-hmm. is shutting down around me and there's nothing to do that I was able to sort of look inside and be like, what What makes you happy? Like, what do you want to do? And it's, it's so, so unfortunate that so many people discover later in life the things that make yes. them happy because we're on this merry-go-round where we mm-hmm. we need to be here by this age and here by that age and this by this age. And it's never like, well, where do you want to be at 25 or 30 or 50 or 60? Mm-hmm. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of life is preplanned to a date in the future when that's you right. can stop working. But like, that's no way to live a life. I think that's an inc- no, no, no. an incredibly important thing that you said that I, you know, I think gets lost on a lot of people. Um, But
1: this, this, sorry to interrupt, but this generation, the the one that you mentioned, because we had the pandemic and many things going on around the world, we are realizing that Mm -hmm. we are changing that we are, you know, raising kids. Trying to let them be uh, as, as free as possible to decide. Yeah, go on, please.
0: I was just saying, um, growing up in South America, probably had its own unique challenges and and also benefits. Um, give me sort of an idea of what it was like being in yes. your 20s, trying to chase an artistic dream, um, and, and sort of yes. like the, the the highs and the lows of what that pattern has That's looked That's pretty like.
1: important. Great questions, John. Having a great time here.
0: Well, you know... <laughs> Um, yes, South
1: America has this problem. There's lots of poverty real really. So if you have a good situation, you're pretty lucky, you know And so it's pretty difficult to go and do art without you know realizing that your art has to... Uh, reflect that situation in, in some in some way. You know, it's not that you just have to do social art, but if you are sensible and sensitive, yes, you, that's gonna you know have you're gonna have a shock around it. You know, that's the 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 the, the, the hard part around art, but the beautiful part around it is the cultures because you have many original cultures around our countries, you know, and, and they are pretty artistic in, in a practical and a way, you know, and an everyday choice. And so it's a mixture between those uh, poles, if you wish. So when I was 24, I was, you know, handling a, a Nikon F2 1975 with my 30 millimeter, uh, 35 millimeter rig. Was thinking, what do I do? Okay, I don't know. So I was deciding in every corner where to go, left or right, okay? That that was the experiment. So I was like left and right, and left and right. And I found a group of kids working on the streets, cleaning carts, windows, windshields, when, when they stopped at the, you know, at this at the corners Mm -hmm. and I sat down there and uh, the old one was like 13 years old so you had like five six seven year old kids there working on the street and I sat down with my with my camera preparing you know to to take some shoots and immediately they went around me and we were like friends in an instant Mm. and i was taking pictures i have those on the nfts also they went pretty well and Mm. we got so, so so good like that that was a so good relationship that i i i went to the their school they went i i was there like teaching photography for them and their college. So it was a pretty interesting situation, but you have to allow yourself to live like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was cleaning also the windshields and I was making some money with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the street, you know? And then we went to to a store and we bought uh, a roll of film and we continued shooting the situation. And before that first week, one day, the police came in front of me and took them by surprise. You know, pretty aggressively, and they were asking me, "You wanna come? You wanna come?" It was a pretty hard situation. They disappeared in front of me forever. I, I never saw them again. Oh wow! So yeah, Latin America has uh, Latin America has those situations that really moves you to to be more inclusive in, in a way you know tolerant and, and inclusive in a way and 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 yes it's it's as as you said it's tough but at the same time it's encouraging you know it, it's it's in, it's making you include more realities around your your existence it's not just you, 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 and you. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good part of it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I unfortunately, I, ha- I mean, well, fortunately, I don't have relatable instances like that in my life, right? Like I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can say, wow, that's so hard and wow, that's so tragic, but I can't relate to that. I don't have that life experience um, I'm super mm-hmm. curious how an, an experience like that shapes your art making, right? Like that was probably somewhat of a traumatic right. experience to see these kids who you spent a number of days with out on the streets, photographing, working with, disappear. Mm-hmm. Like how, what does that do to you as you know, a human being, as Gino the artist?
1: Yeah, that's
0: pretty hard because,
1: uh, you know, when you realize that, that this happens around you, uh, you just can't uh, turn off that, that thoughts. So t- the way to overcome those is include the, these situations in your art. Mm. That's the only way to do it. So a huge part of my work does resemble these social aspects that have to be seen, in fact. And, um, you know, I, I tried to recover anonymous and peripheric stories, not just on photography, but also on film. And that went pretty well, in fact, because I have an, I had an experience, a pretty tough experience. One of my friends, my closest friends from my 30s, when I was your age, he, he's uh, an actor and he, has, he had an, an argue with the, their colleagues and, and he was living with, with them. So he went to the street because you know, he had to leave the, the, the situation and he went living on the streets. And it was pretty hard also for me because he's so sensitive and so creative. And that experience, you know, I was thinking, man, this guy is going to, you know, take his life any, any day. So the way that we overcome that situation is I, I was like walking with him from, from quite a time to, you know, uh, being a companion. And, and we started to record a, a with a mic because I'm, I'm also uh, interested in sound and I studied sound sound engineer, engineering. And so I have my, my own uh, studio and he came to my studio every day and we were making like this um, thing around self hypnosis, self hypnosis and closing his eyes and, and, you know, deriving, fabulating around his own life in the street. And man, if you hear those recordings, you're going to throw a couple of tears for sure. You know, it's pretty incredible. So in, we, we kind of saved his life wow. doing this. And, and one day I was in a meeting with a famous director from Ecuador. And he's pretty famous. And he was telling us, well, I came here to Argentina because I want to, uh, you know, document the social situation in Argentina, whatever. So I told him, I got your movie. It's about a guy that's on the streets, that's a pretty good artist and actor. And in fact, he's pretty good. So I had the vision that he was on uh, a park, laying down on a bank and because I didn't know where he was really uh, I stopped seeing him for a while mm-hmm. and he this director tells me okay let's do the movie let's find the guy like we went to that park and he was there sitting on that and on that yeah it was pretty incredible because it was like a vision and he was sleeping laying down in this bank. And I woke him up, man. Woke up, Victor. We are going to make a movie about uh, about your life, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah. The director is here, and we, <laughs> we, we he woke up. We went to that car, and um, and that was a beautiful experience because that documentary won a prize by Marcelino Botin. Wow. And yeah, it went to Tribeca. Wow. Tribeca, yeah yeah and he got pretty famous short and and went you know to many countries around the world Switzerland Germany France Latin America etc and then the crazy thing about this story is that Victor was showcased in the Cannes festival because he he yes yeah, he did a feature as the main character for a, a movie, pretty well known movie. It's uh, Muere Monstro, Muere Die, a monster die. And it's an horror movie. And he's the, the main act, the character. And I've seen Kate Blanchett, you know, hugging him and crying when she saw wow. that movie yeah <laughs> so wow. that's a pretty great you know example of what the what the power of art can do to your life yeah. if you re- if you realize that art is actually l- living in by itself it's not just the the the, the technical aspect yeah. that we are seeing there's something behind what we are doing what when we are doing art
0: yeah i think I think that's beautiful, Gino. Um I'm so like I I would classify you as like a storyteller, right? So whether you're telling, you know, a story via a documentary, via sound, via film, via photos, um, you're out to like depict the human experience. Um and it it it's irrelevant necessarily what the medium is. You're you're out to tell a story. Um do you look at like a sp a particular subject a particular matter and do you see it in your head as whether this would make a better photograph than a film this would make a better um you know short clip versus a, a stagnant image like how does your process sort of evolve from idea to execution to you know finalizing the the, the image or the or the story
1: thanks for the question it's it's beautiful and uh, yes it for me it's like um uh, an exercise for intuition. So I don't rely on scripts. I don't rely of preconceived thoughts. I just get impressions of what I should be doing. So the impressions come, and they are remnant. So they don't go out. Go out. They they stay for a couple of days or weeks, and you know, insisting. Just you know. It's like something that doesn't go. Uh, and and then I do realize that I have to do something around it. And then the, the, the process starts. So I'm, I really respect that relationship I have with art. Not trying to force things. Even when I do commercial things, I don't do 45 takes of things and... I don't do, you know, I don't put five lights. I try to work with natural lights. Mm-hmm. I try to work with the spontaneous aspect and creativity from the actors. I let them do their thing and you know, encourage in fact to bring out more of their their, their own creativity, their own creative process, mm-hmm. also from musicians. As an example, we're doing right now a short film with Ernesto Cisneros, he's a great musician from Cuba. And in the experiment around this series of shorts is, you know, Ernesto, you do the music just with the concept, without seeing any edits or stills or whatever, and I'm gonna edit myself the material without hearing any music. Let's do it for the same period of time, you know, say, this is an example, shirts are from, uh, of two minutes. So we are making pieces, he's doing his piece for two minutes and and I do my own. And then we put that all together and it goes beautifully. It's perfect. You have, you have the cuts, you have things, you have the rhythm, you have everything because when you base yourself, and I, I learned this from Gilles Deleuze in the Image Time thesis that I recommend a lot. It's a beautiful book, Image Time. And you know, audio and visuals don't have to rely on the other really to make art. You, if you allowed the individual things to just search for the, their own, uh, glory, if you wish, the, encor- the encounter will happen. The, the, the between the two will happen. Of course, you can then just adjust some things, but if you do that from the start, you're not losing lots of things that you even cannot think because, as Jill says, there's some unthinkable uh, thing on thoughts we cannot think about everything that's happening because we have a point of view in this universe and that's limited. So as Bergson says, intuition, it's a way to understand the essence of things because reasoning is like going around the thing. But when you intuit something, you are the thing for an instant. You become the thing for an instant. Even if you don't know what's around it you can feel what it is you can understand the, the the essence of it and that's a power that's a powerful thing for artists because if you resemble that power, you will you evolve that in many aspects and you have many many ways to evolve that sensations uh, and I prefer that method, Around uh, instead of you know thinking 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 and trying to control things, while you should while you direct while you make your photographies. because if you adapt to the situations and that's kind of depersonalization aspect of art you know forget about your ego things are gonna be there around uh, even if you don't try to control them of course they are going to be there Mm -hmm. so it's better if you try
0: to discover things other than inventing things you know oh absolutely i think that's a crucially important perspective on art um, it's very easy to get wrapped up in the ego of things like comparing yourself and your journey to someone else's success and failures and such. Um, I think it's just a wonderful uh, example of how art brings people together because you and I literally met on Twitter talking about mm-hmm. NFTs and, and photo photography. Right. And I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what your journey has been like in the NFT space. Um, there's, there's an image of yours that, uh, That was like a woman um, and a mountain. I believe it was a double exposure that you took, um, which I'm assuming was taken on film. Yes. Yeah. Two takes on film. Yeah. It's just such a. It's. God, I don't even know how to describe it. It's beautiful. It's powerful. There is uh, an ethereal. power to the image that i i just was like really struck by um when we were like talking you know many weeks ago um talk to me about what your process has been like um you know evolving in this new web3 space um and if you're having successes like talk to me about how that's impacted your ability to continue to create and uh, what that process has been like for you
1: it's funny because that take that you're talking about sold yesterday.
0: Oh wow! Congrats. And
1: yeah, thanks, Mentalist. The great, you know, it's my friend. In fact, I. It's a great collector from the NFTs, but we, we are just chatting and knowing each other. He's a, such a great and interesting guy, and yes, uh, he saw that. And there were like five editions of that photograph. And I did that on purposely because I don't want to see much editions. And he told me, just burn the rest, uh, put one with the whole price and I will buy it. Wow. And he did, he did it yesterday. Yes, that's a beautiful thing that I'm trying to, I'm, I discovered a couple of years ago. What I do really is to Layer two negatives inside the enlarger. So I take two different roles, one with the subject, the other one with the, you know, the um, situation around. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, again, I don't try to control things. So I'm really searching for the unexpected. And that's mo- more surprising it's like you become as an expectator of your own art and you know it's beautiful because the process is more engaging it's like you're a kid again you want you're discovering things and you're not the master of photography you know Mm -hmm. again so this thing is uh, i search for the situation uh, in both uh, roles and then in the lab here in the dark room, I start layering and looking at the relationships between them, you know, it, and, you know, magic happens. In this situation that you were telling, you know, her dress was in fact in line with the mountains. When I put it, when I in that magical moment, when you put both negatives and put some light uh, uh, in in the back part to see what what's happening between them, it's magical because you move one millimeter and you find that lines encountering. When you use uh, the you know, the, I don't know how to say it in English, but the aureal mathematics, of you know, composition, Mm -hmm. when when you do that, you're going to find that most of your photographs do have encounters between them, because you're searching for, you know, those points. And when you put them all together, oh, yeah, that mountain was there, and now it's going to be here so that's the way that i'm doing that that series it's beautiful um, and 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 it's like different because if you do two shots in the same negative something happens with the the emulsion the it lost some some kind of contrast, mm. but if you do the contrast equally on both on different negatives, then in the encounter goes beautifully and it has the, a beautiful contrast. I prefer to do that.
0: That's really cool. I would have assumed that it was taken on the same film, right? Like, Many people same, does. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty genius way to make much clearer and obviously visually uh appealing double double uh, exposures that's because right. both images maintain all of their complexities um individually the, the, and range, then, yeah, the range yeah yeah that's really cool well congratulations on your sale um that's so funny Thank that you. it was yesterday um so yes. what what has the web3 space taught you about your art and what is the web3 space um for you in terms of being able to further your career when I first came to the NFT space, I met Judy Lindsay. I don't know if you know her. It's
1: a great uh, photographer. Follow her. I, I'm gonna DM you the, her, okay. her user. Mm-hmm. He, she was one of the first people to to sell NFTs, uh, photography NFTs, and she sold actually a photograph from 1,000 E. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Yes, when, when of course, it wasn't on this price. Right. And uh, it was like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and she was so delightful. It was when I, you know, I was afraid because I'm pretty like introvert around social, uh, you know, artistic social circles, you know. So I was like, mm, what's this going to be like, you know and more people to see I'm not on that I'm not that much on social media also so but Judy it was a light you know she immediately realized the 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 intention behind my work Uh, she put me on the spot actually and I get I get I got to know many many artists uh, from the nft photography world so there they, they weren't many spaces in Spa- in Spanish. And I start I started making spaces in Spanish for the Latin community mm-hmm. and I found my best friends as for today. Those are Celda okay. Jara, Sacoli, Ernesto Cisneros, Avinro, uh, were many of them. I couldn't name them at all. And and you know. That's the best part of it. Oh yeah, because we are so alone mm. as artists. We are pretty depressed people, <laughs> and you know, it's it's hard to 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 be an artist in this crazy world. <laughs> so uh, this it, this was like, okay, I'm an artist. I can you know wake up every day, e- even if I don't sell. I'm still an artist. Yeah. So I got my friends, I got my partners, whatever. They know what we are doing. That's beautiful because you do a photograph on the lab, you you know, develop the thing, you put it up and your friends were, "Oh yeah, man, that was beautiful whatever." And that's new for me. Yeah. Really. I was I was waiting I'm in social media since the start of the internet. When we have those modems, had those <laughs> modems, you know, and I I was not many BBS bulletin board system and things, but I never had this bunch of artists hanging up with me.
0: Yeah. I First think time. I was going to, uh, the, for me, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm only two years into my photography journey. Um, were it not for this community of artists that I've been able to befriend online and, Bounce ideas off of, tell me if this is good, if this is bad, Uh, you know, sharing Um, common stories of... Uh, both positives and negatives in the experience of being an artist, I don't think I could be doing what I'm doing today. It's, it is this relationship of, uh, and community that I've been able to find that's been able to be like my biggest source of inspiration in terms of wanting to get out and continue exactly. to create. Um, what, what inspires you to create art? Obviously, you've been doing it for a long time now. This is your life. It's your life's work. So what inspires you to continue to create To be different to be
1: in a different path you know uh, when I was a kid and I had to you know choose for a career or whatever I was heading the streets and I was man why is all this noise man you know you're hearing my noises here in my home you know from the buses coming and going and you know I don't want to do this to the world so my main inspiration is to be off the grid, if you wish to say it that way. I don't want to be in that situation anymore, you know. Even I have to, I prefer to, you know, plant my own things, like my tomatoes or whatever, uh, you know, to survive and be uh, as independent as possible, you know? That's the main thing. And, and my partner, because I, I'm married with an artist also, she's a designer, pretty successful designer, and she's on the same path. Like, we, we struggled so many years to to live from our art, but now that we do, we are so happy because we, ju- we are just using the car when we do have to go uh, you know to a place in nature or anything that we do have to do uh, otherwise we're just living and, and not pretending any more hmm. than that That's a main inspiration of course I'm, I'm looking always looking for new themes to 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 go as an example we are heading f- for a documentary um, around Latin America. Uh, about NFTs because I have many friends in different countries and we said, okay, I'm going to, I have my partner in Ecuador. We do have a red camera with a Snyder um, lenses and a beautiful equipment to a cinematographic digital cinema equipment. And we were thinking, in fact, Sebastian, the, the owner of this camera doesn't rent it for commercial things. He wants to use it just for cultural matters. Oh, awesome. So yeah, that's uh, there are some crazy people I love I love these kind of people in this world, you know it's uncommon. And and I told him, would you lend me the camera to go to eight countries and shoot the the existence around the NFT artists? Because it's a revolution in Latin America. Many people are living from it that weren't selling anything before mm-hmm. that. And we want to document that stories. And also, of course, the beautiful landscapes of Latin America in every country. And, and this is a new, mm-hmm inspiration you know because inspirations come in a way of defining yourself for me it's like you know this is a new thing that we should be doing so let's go let's do it yeah and that's all not i don't have many pre preconceived paths in 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 my life
0: i love that um i, I mean it, you you're there there's an immense uh... Intentionality um, behind both of your work and your words that I find my, just wildly refreshing for me because. You're, Thank you. I'm glad that, yes, I'm that. You're, you're welcome. It, it, it's nice for me because it is proof that you can live an artistic life and be fulfilled, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, via checking X number of boxes on a bucket list that someone uh, decided, you know when we're 18, that's doing sort of like a Q&A. Um, some of the questions are super easy. Uh, some of them are a little bit more in depth. Um, but my first question benefit. for you is, are you that's
1: happy? Me. Yes, I am, thankfully. Okay.
0: Thankfully, I am. You, you've had a career that spanned a number of genres, a number of mediums and uh, yes. to, a ton of success. Um, if you had to look at the next chapter of what your career looks like, what is your biggest dream?
1: Oh, my biggest dream is to help more people, uh, more artists and become a collector and trying to help more people that really needs to, you know, get along with art and they want to, um, you know, rescue their sensibility.
0: Mm, I love that. Uh, I'm a person who on a daily basis, the confidence that I have in my ability to create goes up and goes up and down. Um, what gives you yes. confidence?
1: Well that's a tough question. I don't know really. it's It's like a survival thing. What makes me encouraging to to when I'm depressed, it's it's like, well, this is short, you know. Life is really short. We're just a spark in the middle of the universe. So if, even if I don't know what to do, being here is enough. Hmm. So I'm trying not to be that hard on me because, you know, we do have w- w- days and days. So let the time pass and that's going to heal everything. Don't be that, you know, uh, hard on you. And that's what I'm trying to do, not be hard on me, just be here.
0: That's beautiful. Um, speaking of sparks, do you believe in an afterlife?
1: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And uh, before also, because, you know, c- continuity in this universe is
0: pretty obvious,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: I, I you not can't,
1: You can't stop this. Yeah. You I, can't stop this.
0: I agree. Um, what's your favorite book? my favorite book is
1: yeah should be oh my god that's a hard one <laughs> um it should be yeah the, the match time that i mentioned before from Jill Deleuze.
0: okay what's your favorite movie
1: oh my favorite movie that's a hard one i have two of them that's okay but i, I i'm gonna recommend you one of them And I can't pronounce the director because she's a a Polish director, and it's a pretty hard. But Jestem is the name, is existence, the 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 meaning around that Jestem with J. And the other one would be a self-portrait of December from Jean-Luc Godard. That changed my life. It's a it's a picture. It's a it's a movie that doesn't have any copies more than the original ones. I think there are ten uh, 35 millimeter copies that are you know traveling around the world, and I got the chance to I saw one of those copies in Ecuador, and, and Jean-Luc Godard self portrait of December is a very very touching movie for any
0: artist wow that's that's awesome um what what's your uh, what's your favorite food well it could be like
1: seafood because my my you know when i was a kid i lived in ecuador in in the in the shores and and around the sea so for me it's like seafood Mm -hmm. if you wish
0: um what are you most proud of oh my god I'm proud of artists really and
1: true artists I'm proud of 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 what they they can do they can do pretty hard things pretty hard things just to get along with art yeah I'm proud about artists
0: in fact I love that Um, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you don't be hard on you
1: don't be so hard on you. Don't, don't, don't be that because we want to succeed so hard. That's so bad to do because we don't know why, why we are here. No one knows why we are here. No one knows. So uh, don't be hard on you at all. Just let yourself be. Yeah. That would be the best advice.
0: My, one of mine is uh, stop worrying about the wreckage of the future. A lot of times, especially we as artists, are so focused intently on what may or may not transpire beyond the exactly. moment that we're in, um, that it can be a debilitating and innate... a you can
1: think of the future. You can you can search for the future. Of course, that's totally, impossible yeah. not to do so, but. Don't try to control the future. That's not going to do
0: well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, My last question is, give me a recommendation for something that you've recently consumed. It can be a book you read, a podcast, a TV show, a movie, Mm -hmm. just something that you've recently consumed that you'd like everyone to check out. Great question.
1: Uh, I would say Henry Bergson. Bergson would be uh, he's a French philosopher, an old one. Mm-hmm. He has introduction to metaphysics. Yep. He has many papers around. And, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, for everyone's philosophy. It's not hard to do. It's a pretty delightful writing. And it does so well with artists, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's a companion. Mm-hmm. It's really a companion for artists. If you're struggling on, on what to do or what to think,
0: grab any Bergson's book, and you will be on your path again. I love that. Um, yeah, Gino, uh, I'm I'm immensely appreciative of your time today. I uh, I can't. I mean, that was the quickest hour I think I've done on this podcast in quite some time. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, an incredibly wonderful and, and joyful for me to have this conversation with you um you're an incredibly thoughtful and intentional per- person and the fact that you chose to spend an hour of your day speaking with me for this podcast means a lot to me um i have a very cheesy line uh if, if you've been on my podcast you're part of my family um so welcome and uh thank you so much for your time thank today
1: you. no no it's my pleasure john john, john, john you know Delightful questions. and It's like, um, yeah, it was a meeting that was um, you're going on a spark. Yeah, um, thank you. I'm going to follow your, your podcast more. And, you know, let's get in touch. Everyone can just DM me and be in touch. No worries at all. If you have anything to share or just need some advices for the NFTs, whatever, John, just don't hesitate to reach me again okay it's a pleasure to have
0: my my pleasure as well take care
1: yeah